You are listening to Coefficient, a podcast brought to you by the Math Company. And I'm Nirupama, a journalist, researcher and podcaster, currently the content lead for thought leadership and podcasts at the Math Company. In each episode of Coefficient, we talk to experts and deep dive into compelling topics related to the present and future of data analytics and AI for business intelligence. This is the second part of my conversation with Shayande Banerjee, co-founder and CEO of the Math Company, on what it means to be a truly data-driven business. If you haven't listened to the first episode, I urge you to listen to it first to get the most out of this conversation. Let's dive straight in. You know, so regardless of the route, right, like you said, it's it's not just one route, it's like and. So I'm understanding that some level of investment has to be made uh, and infrastructure, personnel, a lot of these physical kind of investments. But also, um, I would guess that uh, there has to also be some sort of cultural change in the organization to go through this journey. So what would that entail? What sort of cultural changes and maybe even organizational structure changes? No, thank you for asking that question because... Um... I think this is one area where I have seen a lot of enterprises failing at the end of the day, right? While they have made serious investment in infrastructure, in you know personnel, upskilling them, buying the right software, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the org structure and the overall culture, you know, the like you said, data driven. Now the company is data driven. When I said every decision, it's it's a big cultural shift for an organization, right? So. I think that is one place where I have seen many enterprises, while many have done a fantabulous job there, there are some who have not put enough focus on that area. So first of all, what needs to happen? Um, you know, this whole data and data-driven decision-making, if we have to make that real, this has to be elevated within the organization. So what it means is that there has to be a, you know, a CXO role created. So it's not, you know, kind of under a particular organization, the second level under that one. It has to be as important as a marketing organization where you have a CMO. It's a finance organization where you have a CFO. You have a sales organization where you have a CSO many times, right? Chief revenue officer. Similarly, you need to have a chief data analytics officer. You know, a lot of companies are doing that today. CDAO as that is called or, or CDO okay. that is it is called, right? But first of all, this needs to be elevated so that this, the whole business of data is a discipline in its own and not part of, you know, kind of something else, you know. So that is one big thing. And then if you do that, then the rest of the org follows where, you know, there's a whole CDO organization or CDAO organization who, you know, in different ways, they can interact with the other stakeholders because they work with all of them. But I think which is even more important because... This still happens in, and, and is happening more and more now. You know, look at many Fortune 500 companies, there is a CDO or a CDAO role and, and you know, they are doing some really big changes right, as far as the organization is concerned. But you talked about the culture. The culture that is needed when you have to be data-driven is a culture of celebrating failures. And I, I'll, I'll explain why I'm saying that. A data-driven culture means that it needs a lot of experimentation. It means that, you know, either I have evidence on which I'm making a decision or I don't have evidence. So therefore, I have to generate evidence, right? I have to generate data by doing certain things. How will you know that, you know, walking the right path is better than walking the left path, right? If 
many people have actually walked both the path. You can see how many have reached the destination. And you can do a you know, very simple analysis and say, the right path has a very high, much higher probability of doing that. But if nobody has walked the left path at all, everybody has walked the right path, then you don't even know, right, what it is. And the only way to answer that question is by actually walking the left path, knowing fully that it can lead to failures, that, you know, kind of I'll have out of 10 people, at least three people walk the left path so that I can collect some data as to what happens. But there's a very high chance that I'll fail. But remember that this failure, as they say, is, is the pillar for the success that now it is in unequivocal term, you can say that the right path is the best path to go. Mm. If you have proved on the contrary, nothing like it. So, so as they say, right, that, you know, many times the outcome of an data-driven work or an analytical piece is either to make a new discovery, that is in this case, the left path is a new discovery, nobody had walked that path before, or it confirms a known fact. You're already even walking the right path. The fact that it is the right path is being now confirmed with data. So you can now walk that path far more confidently and can say that, look, we have explored all the possibilities and this is the best one and I'm doing it. It's very different from saying, oh, I don't know what will happen otherwise, but I have always walked the right path. It's a very different approach. So please keep in mind that if an enterprise has to become truly data-driven, they have to do lots and lots of experiments. And when they're doing experiments, there is always some experiments will succeed, some will fail. Obviously, you'll have to fail fast. You can't wait for, you know, kind of the full length, you know, kind of after six years, you cannot say, mm. sorry, we tried all of this for six years, we failed. I think in less than six months, you have to see enough indications that this is going to be a failure. So let me change course. But those six months, if it gets penalized that, oh, you did something which was completely wrong, then it breaks you know, everything else. No matter how much you invest in infrastructure, in people, in you know, everything else goes for a toss. So how do you celebrate you know, that failure, that that was a failure for a right reason, which will lead to many more successes in the future? I think that mindset, that culture, it obviously has to start top down. It has to start from you know, the leaders in, in an in enterprise. But I know it is more easier said than done. Mm -hmm. uh, but... That's something that I have seen is a big differentiator between the, you know, the leaders and the laggards as far as this space is concerned. Okay. Yeah. So again, again, something that I wouldn't expect to be great advice, right? Celebrate failure. But thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Um, so my next question actually is uh, to you as the CEO, as, uh, uh, you know, one of the fastest growing companies uh, in this space in the world. Like we have been talking about what it means to be a data-driven business. So would you say Mathco is uh, truly data-driven? And, uh, you know, of course, maybe there is no such thing as one company which is like arrived at, you know, that stage. But, you know, what steps have we taken or, you know, are we taking right now towards that in the last you know, few months or years? Again, fantastic question. You know, the, the question is, do you eat your own dog food or not? Look, I, I think you, you already alluded to it, right? We, let me, let me first tell you the overall summary. We can always do better. And that is coming from someone, you know, kind of who preaches to the whole world that, you know, how you should become data driven. Mm -hmm. So for me, if I say that, you know, we really, really, you know, kill it, um, I think I'll be lying. But having said that, I think from the get go, we have been very conscious about this fact that while we preach to the rest of the world that, you should be leveraging data, you know, data should drive your decisions. 
it cannot be you know a 180 degree shift or a you know complete shift on the other side as far as our internal way of working is concerned so what we have done is one you know again any major decisions in the company you know which starts from forecasting demand right today this is the revenue that you're earning last quarter this is what you have earned two quarters back there is lot of good data driven analysis that goes in to try and get to that prediction as well as you can right i'll give you another example um i think we have now made it almost into a science of how a sales funnel for acquiring new clients or or you know acquisition funnel as they call it how that converges into a real closure that how many do you need at every stage of that funnel to have a client i think we have some not i think we have you know kind of numbers and data around it we have trends on how it changes over time therefore looking at a pipeline i can say with certain degrees of confidence that this is what 6 months down the line or one year down the line total book revenue would look like right so this is classic sales funnel analysis that we again do for our clients we leverage this i'll give you internal examples the operations team the people and operations team you know that we have internally they conduct their internal meetings with data there's not a single meeting that happens you know just just saying that oh i have this observations i have that observation if you have an observation there is to be a data that backs up that observation even that observation is about hey you know what i think there are certain pockets in an organization where we need to do better engaging our colleagues right but that statement cannot be made in that meeting without any data backing that up and again you know we have leveraged not just data driven decision making but the accompanying technology with that right so one classic example in the organization is that you know you have to you have to listen to people to understand you know what's really happening in people's life so while there are you know we have created this organization called people success organization that that talks to people understand what's going on a big part of the people success organization is a chatbot is a is a virtual yeah. agent that we internally call as amber now again leveraging the power of technology we collect tons of data through this chatbot and that data gets analyzed to help us understand what are the key pain points or what are the some pockets that we need to address and do better on i can proudly say that a lot of you know initiatives that we take right so so there is a program right now we are doing which is about so people you know new joinees gets onboarded to the company right so there is an onboarding process for the first week now we are doing an onboarding when they start working for a particular client in a particular engagement we are now onboarding them as a separate process for that account this again came up through some data right we collected data and we realized that that is one area where there is some discomfort that is getting created and we are doing it so i'm saying there are i think many areas where we are pushing to ensure that we are talking with data talking with evidence but can we do better absolutely we can do better right so that will i think that answer will always be the same right but yeah i think from what you've answered for a company that's uh, you know going to be 7 years old right uh, i think it's a great place to be in so um you are somebody who has uh, 
correct me if I'm wrong, around 25 years of experience yes. in the space, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so um, what would be your, you know, in your experience, what have you seen are the common mistakes that uh, companies make uh, or business leaders make in, you know, when they're uh, going through this journey of, you know, uh, trying to become data driven? Um, and what would your advice be to them? Sure. Um, I, I think I, I have alluded on that a little bit already, but I'll... I'll... I'll, I'll repeat that and I'll, I'll emphasize on that or, or illustrate that a little more. Um, so the first thing first, one mistake that I've seen is where people are trying to become from a data ignorant to what you just said, data driven overnight, right? Sometimes I've seen some enterprises feel that there's a magic wand that if I, you know, kind of move my wand, you know, kind of suddenly, voila, you know, kind of everything comes up. So it never happens that way. It's, it's a journey. It's a long journey. It's a it's a difficult journey. So we have to be prepared to you know, go through the right stages, take the whole organization along, and and things like that. So that is that is one one very important uh, part which I've seen people not doing right and therefore failing in the process. The second one is what I mentioned about you know this culture of celebrating failures. While we all you know celebrate success. If you are not able to build a culture where you celebrate failures, it will be extremely different, difficult for that organization to really become data-driven because there will always be this sense of fear that, oh, in order to become data-driven, I have to try three different things. Some of these are new. What if I fail, right? And a part of that culture is also to give a you know, kind of some amount of time and runway. Mm-hmm. And you can't do an experiment once and see, oh, sorry, it succeeded, it failed. It never happens that way. You know, there is a, in statistical terms, there is a problem of small sample, as we call it. Yeah. Right? So if you have a, only a few samples, that's not a good conclusion that you're making. So that's definitely a pitfall that I would advise you know, enterprises to, to avoid, for sure, to become truly, truly data-driven. So, so one, as I said, you know, kind of don't expect to be a magic wand. It's a long hard journey. Let me put it that way. It's a, it's a hard journey. It's not easy, particularly for large enterprises. And second is this you know, whole culture of celebrating failures is very, very easy. There's, there's another thing where I have seen organizations fail and which is kind of related is when there is a belief that, well, as long as my team or my subordinates are dealing with data and understanding, we as leaders don't need to get into the, the details yes. of the matter. Because particularly when it comes to data, right, sometimes it can tend to get a little bit technical, right? The technology that is used, the methods that... But I think some amount of awareness, I'm not saying the CEO of the company needs to be a Python programmer, no. I know there are, you know, really, really advanced companies in terms of data-driven decision-making, where some of the execs can write probably the best codes in the company. So that happens. But, but I'm, I'm not necessarily saying that. I'm saying, but at least to understand, you know, the different data structures, you know, what, what, is, what does it mean to have data on-prem vis-a-vis in the cloud? You know, what are the, some of the details of that, right? A little bit more. How can data be leveraged? You know, why feature engineering data munging is important? What are the different categories of predictive models? Uh, what does, you know, kind of a linear model does? Why do you need a neural network at a certain stage? I, th- I think some amount of 
awareness and understanding also has become important because that i seen drives a company many many miles in and in a very accelerated pace in that direction and if it is not there then you know you're you're in sometimes in trouble because while a lot of good work gets done it it don't really you know kind of goes up and make a difference at at the right level so so i'll i'll also ask enterprises to watch out that is your leadership taking enough interest into some amount of details when it comes to data and data driven work okay i think that was great advice um so we come to the last question so this is just something that you know comes to my mind right we've been talking about being data driven um so i want to understand by making a case for becoming data driven and by you know saying like oh uh, data will sort of dictate what i do what are we making a case against could we possibly be making a case against instinctive decisions um you know my gut tells me this is the right thing to do or you know is there a possibility we could be unknowingly making a case against creativity and innovation and you know some of the crazy ideas um that might come out of it what are your thoughts on that it's a good question to think about see the first part that you said is is clearly we are making a case against that when i talk about data driven decision making it only means that you know please don't ignore evidence before making a decision which means that just because your instinct tells you something or or sometimes it's not even instinct somebody may feel that look i have for the last 20 years been doing this so you know what is called gut based decisions right mm-hmm. so you know my gut tells me that this is how it should be done and the gut also comes informed with all this 20 years of rich experience mm-hmm. i think we are still making a case against that because even if i have 20 years of experience the way the world is changing believe me the 19 of those may not be even relevant so then you know instead of just relying on your last one year and you know there are many examples around that let's take the world of marketing if you look at marketing 20 years back right it, it looks very very different from the whole digital marketing social you know kind of being present there all of these were not even part of is the marketing you know kind of the playbook if you will right so there are you know at least in the enterprise side you know people were a lot more focused on how do i leverage tv how do i do radio how do i do print now bulk of that conversation has moved to digital channels and you know which channel and what not so so definitely you know making a case against that are we making a case against uh, creativity innovation honestly i would say there is a danger of that if you become very blind you know kind of in terms of being data driven so see i'm saying data driven decision making that is leverage data to make a decision i'm not saying let data make the decision there's a big distinction between the two i am leveraging data to make the decision there is still a human in the loop as they call it and that human's gut and experience are very very important i am a big believer of that and i'll continue to be a big believer of that see there are certain things which are very transactional very operational very you know the same thing gets done again and again i think a machine can make a decision on that i'll i'll give you an example in order to approve a loan all that a bank needs to see i mean at least in some of the advanced economies that what is your bureau score and sometimes the decision is as unidimensional though it it may not be fully true but suppose the decision making is unidimensional that your score is above 750 you are approved below 750 you are declined now this is a decision that a machine can make you don't need to have a human in the loop but most of the time it is not as simple even if your score is below 
because of who you are and you know some of your past records and other considerations i may still be better off approving that loan so there is a you know human component to that i think the case we are making here is that are you at least using data to know what is a baseline and then there are many reasons why you might be making an exception but do you know that you are making an exception from what the baseline is and are you recording that so that you can go back and analyze that every time i have made an exception maybe all the time you know it has worked out quite well then there is something wrong with the baseline or whatever the data is saying so you go back and look at that but you might see that maybe 30% of the time you are still right but 70% of the time you are not right right so that realization can happen only when you look at data so again i'm saying it is i'm not saying data to make the decision i'm saying use data to make the decision data driven decision making and definitely not a case against creativity because creativity absolutely comes into play because data gives you a baseline and then it is your creativity your innovation where you know you experiment you you try new things and by the way that becomes a new data also right so now you can compare what this data and the previous data put them side by side and see is so, so much more powerful so so let me do that so use data to fuel creativity as well right again creativity you know without data is like you know like a boat without a sail like a ship without a sail and it will be it will just moving here and there but if it is guided by a you know proper sail with a mast and all it will it will go while you are being very creative it you still want to go towards a destination if you are a musician you know even if you are very creative you still want to create good music beat a nice tune beat a good song whatever it is and and for that nowadays by the way there is a lot of data that gets collected that you know kind of when i do this combination of you know notes then what happens if you are not being disciplined about it and data is nothing but another word for discipline that 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 builds into your overall approach then you might not land up with anything you are you are very creative you are trying to create music but ultimately at the end of the day even after you know few days of effort there is no music that has come out is that desirable i don't think so i mean like you know there has to be a creativity innovation has to lead to something outcome or interesting otherwise the creative person will also lose interest in creativity so that that's how i will put it that we are not making a case against creativity innovation in fact we are saying that leverage data to make it even better but definitely making a case against instinctive pure gut based decision that what i i know what it is you don't need to tell me i am not telling you data is telling you evidence is telling you and use that as a baseline right you you make your call deviate from the call but now that becomes also a data and then look back and see is your deviation deviations powerful it was was that effective if it is effective then you have a great discovery here which which tells you that this data was probably not right it was not telling me the right story so so we have to constantly you know kind of fight that battle with data as well and not not become subservient that okay because data tell me that's it you know kind of i'll close my eyes and forget about everything else right uh, one thing i realized from your answer is when i was asking the question i used the word dictate data dictated um yeah so that's not what we want right what we want is data driven um so i i yeah, think I, i didn't even hear that because that's not in my you know parlance at <laughs> yeah, all right I yeah mean, data so, should not should not dictate your decision yeah. no, not at all used well data can empower creativity and innovation Absolutely. as well Absolutely. um Okay so that brings us to the end of the conversation thank you so much for taking the time shine it was great talking to you and hopefully we'll talk to you again in another episode my uh, my pleasure thank, thank you. you thank you for tuning into coefficient hope you found this conversation insightful 
In future episodes, we will be discussing more specific topics including detailed media marketing, revenue growth management, and enterprise AR. Do subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts, to be alerted when new episodes are released. Goodbye and have a good day.